Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey, everybody, Buddy C. We have Marla H. and Lala M. and Paul H. with us today and probably have one or two more pop in as we get going. How are y'all today? Everyone doing well? Great. Good. We've got another thought on this 54th chapter that I think is is pretty good. It, it kind of expands a little bit, I think, of this idea of just letting the Tao, letting go and letting God, just going with the flow, all of that kind of thing. So it's, uh, I think it's really, this is uh, another, of course, they're all really good, but yeah. I enjoyed this one especially. It's important. Again, it's a, they're all, like you said, they're all important, but this one just says, you know, live with, live a virtuous life and you will be living with the Tao. Yes. Yes. Lolly, you want to read for us today, ma'am? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to test your internet this week and see how good it's doing. All right. The 54th chapter. First translation. What is firmly established cannot be uprooted. What is firmly grasped cannot slip away. It will be honored from generation to generation. Cultivate virtue in yourself, and virtue will be real. Cultivate it in the family, and virtue will will abound. Cultivate it in the village, and virtue will grow. Cultivate it in the nation, and virtue will be abundant. Cultivate it in the universe, and virtue will be everywhere. Look, therefore, look at the body as body. Look at the family as family. Look at the village as village. Look at the nation as nation. Look at the universe as universe. How do I know the universe is like this? By looking. (laughs) Easy enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's so obvious. (laughs) Second translation. Whoever is planted in the Tao will not be uprooted. Whoever embraces the Tao will not slip away. Her name will be held in honor from generation to generation. Let the Tao be present in your life, and you will become genuine. Let it be present in your family, and your family will flourish. Let it be present in your country, and your country will be an example to all countries in the world. Let it be present in the universe, and the universe will sing. How do I know this is true? By looking inside myself. Third translation. That which is well-built will never be torn down. That which is well-latched cannot slip away. Those who do things well will be honored from generation to generation. If this idea is cultivated in the individual then his virtue will become genuine. If this idea is cultivated in your family, then virtue in your family will be great. If this idea is cultivated in your community, then virtue will go a long way. If this idea is cultivated in your country, then virtue will be in many places. If this idea is cultivated in the world, then virtue will be with everyone. Then observe the person for what the person does and observe the family for what it does. 
and observe the community for what it does and observe the country for what it does and observe the world for what it does. Final translation. Dao's power is so deeply entrenched, it can never be uprooted. Dao's power clings so tightly, it can never slip away. It will endure for generations. If you get in touch with the power of Dao, it will become real. If your family gets in touch with the power of Dao, the power will flourish. If your community gets in touch with the power of Dao, the power will grow even stronger. If your country gets in touch with the power of Tao, the power will become abundant. If the world gets in touch with the power of Tao, the power will be everywhere. How do I know this? I just do. Mm. <laughs> How about this first little phrase at the top? Do I need to share this? or Y'all pull it up on your computer or do I need to keep it shared? Um, I pull it up on mine. Okay, so y'all pull it up on yours. Okay, so how about this first phrase at the top of Mitchell does the second translation. He says, whoever is planted in the Tao will not be rooted up. Yeah, you have to be firm in your convictions. Of, 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 of be, be firm in, in your confidence. In your... What does it mean to be planted? Rooted. I think it means to be seeded and rooted and placed in the ground so it can grow is the the definition of that placed in the ground of the Tao, not just a little dab here or dab there. That's what you surround yourself with. That's what you're buried in. I mean, that's everything you're Mm -hmm. consumed. It says, and if you're planted in the Tao, not, not you know, occasionally watch it or, or think about it, but, but if it's what you're pursuing, it's what's giving you your nourishment, okay? Um, it, it's interesting, too, and I, he does this a lot where he'll, he'll have it backwards. You know, he'll give you the result first, and, like, no one wants to – I mean, everyone wants to be firm, and they want to – you know, they want to have stability, and he tells you that first, and then he talks about what you have to do to get there, you know. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. I said, plant it in the Tao. And I think about my recovery in regards to that and how many people I see that just say they want recovery, but they don't really plant themselves in recovery, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. I was like that for a while, but in in terms of recovery, we be you know here we are planted in our recovery. Nothing can penet- Nothing can get in the way of that recovery first, and be firm about that. And I was just thinking about that. That how I mean, I just stuck my toe in a little bit at first and said, I don't know about that. You know, I. I don't, you know, and then eventually, though, I had to jump all in. You know, I had to be all in with recovery. Um, And this is the same thing, I think, is just another aspect of that. Because really the Tao is the way. So are you fully planted in the way or are you, you know, are we still, you know, 
in you know part self and not totally convinced that uh, if you're applying it to recovery, let's say, am I totally convinced that I do not have the solution? If I'm not totally convinced, then I'm not really planted yet. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel that way about God. It's like it took a, a while to be firmly planted in the uh, idea that there is a God. But then there's all indications that there actually is. And I'm becoming more cemented into the idea that there that there's something out there that's not me. Yeah, this whole idea of uh, surrender for me was when that planting happened. Um, I, I remember you know, after six years of trying, six years of dipping my toe in, you know, and it was not working. I said, okay, either this is or it's not. You know, there's no in-between. And that's when it started working. That's when I totally surrendered. Mm-hmm. I think we all have that point where we get planted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that does that resonate at all? Yeah, because being wishy-washy um, is being wishy-washy. There's no there's no firm ideas in that. You know, people indecisive people are wishy-washy. Just make a decision. And then the next idea with this is cultivating virtue or the Tao. Well, one of the translations, the first one talks about cultivating virtue, and the, the second one says, let the Tao be present in your life. Mm-hmm. And the third one just says, get in touch with the power of Tao. But letting the Tao be present in our life is the real work that I see in this 54th chapter. This is how we plant ourselves. Well, yeah, it's, it kind of starts with yourself. And I think they all kind of say, start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it'll ripple effect to your family, those around you. The country one <laughs> definitely struck a nerve here. It's like, our, you know, our country is definitely not firmly planted in the Dow, that's for sure. For my for my point of view, but nor yep. has it ever been. But and then the universe from there, right? And it's interesting how you start with you. But what's the? I am the change. Be the change I be wish to change. Be. Yeah, be the change. Be. Starts with us. Then it works out to the people around us then our community and our country and then the universe. And how do we know that? By looking back at us. Mm-hmm. We just do. <laughs> yeah, we just do. We just do. But you know what the problem is? Before, I never looked. They said, you know, by looking, I didn't know how to turn the light around and look within because I was always looking out there for the answer. Yeah, I was always numbing myself so I wouldn't have to look at me. It's their fault. It's someone else that's yeah. caused this. I had no idea <laughs> that it came back to me looking within. That's where it starts. What yeah. do they say? If you're not if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Indeed. Yeah. 
I was never right. part of the problem. Everyone else was my problem. <laughs> right, right. And that was the problem. Yes. <laughs> I would think it, it comes back to our reactions to people. In other words, if we're firmly planted, we're not going to react to other people's not being in the Tao. Exactly. Exactly, Lala. We, we have to, when we're firmly planted, and the way we do that is by letting the Tao be present or cultivating this virtue in our life, then the next question is, how do we do that? Awareness. Awareness. Um, I mean, I know for me, it's like firmly planted doesn't mean that we're a perfect shining example, but we bring awareness when we're not following the Tao and, and it brings it back to it. In other words, I don't know if any of us perfectly are, can be following the principles 24 seven, but bringing back awareness anytime we're not following the Tao. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Seeking no, first. Seeking that first. Seeking the will of God in our life first. Just keeping an open heart and an open mind. Yes. Yeah. The, the awareness, though, is, um, is paramount. Just um, knowing when you're off the path. Right. And bringing yourself back to the path. Right. Kind of like meditation. It's like bringing yourself back to the breath, knowing when your thoughts are taking you out of the... Yeah, or yeah, when they're taking over. <laughs> all those things help me with that. The All of my spiritual practice, my surrender, my meditation, you know, my openness, Paul, like you were talking about, opening my heart, um, being of service, all those things. I found a couple of examples in the Tao Te Ching to apply to this too. Um, the 62nd verse says, if a person seems wicked, do not cast him away. Awaken him with your words. Elevate him with your deeds. Repay his injury with your kindness. Do not cast him away. Cast away his wickedness. Yeah. Repay injury with kindness. Have we not heard that before? Yes. I can recovery. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. Because it works. Yes. Yeah, you know, forgiving others. hundred years ago, you know. Right. And <laughs> the, you know, forgiving others is self-healing. Because it's a boomerang. We mm-hmm. get back what we're giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like when people are... They're spoiling for a fight kind of thing. Like some people mm-hmm. are spoiling for a fight. And if you don't give it to them and you return it with kindness or compassion, it ends it. They have nothing, they have nothing to hold on to. Right. There's nothing. How about, how about this one? This is a 69. There's no greater misfortune than feeling I have an enemy. For when I and enemy exist together, there is no room for my treasure. If you ask me what the worst thing in the world is to have, I would not say an enemy. <laughs> that would be way down the list. I don't think I would ever, you know, I would never think of that. But he said the very worst thing is to have an enemy for this very reason we're talking about. 
So we don't even have to go outside of the, the Tao Te Ching itself to find multiple examples of why we have to repay repay evil with good and why that works. I've got one more for you that I found. This is the 79th. Um, one with true virtue. You know, we're talking about having virtue, cultivating virtue. Mm-hmm. One with true virtue always seeks a way to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always seeks a way to give. One who lacks true virtue always seeks a way to get. <laughs> Pretty simple. Indeed it is. So if I want virtue, if I'm cultivating virtue, if I'm letting the Tao instead of letting Buddy, because <laughs> Buddy wants to get, so the Tao wants to give. So the first question is, how can I give in this situation, not how can I get? And if I pursue that path, I'm going to stay planted in the Tao, and I am cultivating virtue. Hmm. Thank you all for coming today. We're going to – no. I guess we're, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's we're not right there, really. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We can't, Paul. We got to keep talking for a while. This has been too short. All right. <laughs> the thoughts. Well, you know, it just leads me back to God again. You know, and I'm listening to this. The rabbi that Omar interviewed last week, the podcast last week, Manus Friedman. I'm, I'm hooked on him now because his his idea is one of his ideas is that, you know, we humans are always on the take, 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 you know, we pray to God asking for things, asking for things. And he, he put us here because he needed us and he needs us to be virtuous and to hear him and listen. And, you know, he, he revealed what he wants from us and that is to be virtuous and to live like him. I was I I really enjoyed that podcast too. Um, I'll I'll put that um, I'll put that link in the show in the in the description for this. I had someone we mentioned it last week, yeah. and I had a guy, one of my friends that listened to the podcast, called me and said, "Who are you talking about? I want to listen to that." So I put him onto it. But I went back and listened to it again and took a took notes on it the second time. Right. I've got a sponsee I'm meeting with tomorrow, and we're going to discuss it. I wanted him to listen to it so we could talk about it because he had some very good ideas i really liked yeah well yeah i love that whole idea of you know here here, we're all on the take and what about the give what's what about giving and we all know this being in recovery what about the rest of the world we can only do you know show them live by example so to speak which you know penetrates our children, our families, our communities, et cetera, et cetera. And this is me who did not believe in God five minutes ago. <laughs> there was a, something I saw on Facebook, some kind of meme that says, you know, the, the revolution isn't this with like the picks and axes and pitchforks, but actually community helping community and pictures of everybody kind of, 
helping everybody in a kind of commune type way. Like yes. this is the way we're going to be the change we want to see, not by, you know, the angry mob mentality. Yeah. Angry mob doesn't work as we know. It just gets, it's war. Anger begets more anger. Yeah. It's more, yeah. more polarizing. It's us and them. Yeah. I don't, that divisiveness, if, if my conversation is dividing, it's not the right conversation. Right. right. That's just bottom line. You know, yeah. um, I was back to the Rabbi Feldman. No, Freeman. Freeman. Thank you. Freeman. I was thinking about, you know, one of his big phrases that caught me was that God was needy and that he created us because he had a need. Yes. That's, so yeah. if we're the created one, then we're not the one with the need. We right. were created for a reason. We need to find the reason we were created and we're taken care of. So we're not the needy one in this relationship. Now that flew against a lot of, <laughs> you know, religious thinking. Yeah. The take takers. Takers. I was thinking about that because that flew against a lot of what, you know, of course I was raised with, that it was the flip of that. It was the opposite was how I was raised. And I got to thinking about it. And if we look at God as being love, then I would think the reason God needed us was he needed someone to love. Because if you are love, where's that going? That's going out. That's going to be giving, not getting. So that was how I, I got I processed it and I said meditated on all of us and hmm, I said, Is that can that be? And I'm trying to be open minded and I said, Yes, that makes perfect sense. So my meditative thought since then has been, Will I let God love me today? It doesn't get it in the way. It's a whole new way of looking at it. It's, it's revolutionary. It is. And it's, yeah, it's not even, I don't think it's a revolutionary thought, but it, it's, it's a revolutionary take on how we've always interpreted. It is. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, for sure. He's the needy one. So <laughs> if, if I'm letting him love me today, what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be loving people. I'm going to be giving instead of getting exactly what we're talking about here. And that virtue that we're looking for to cultivate will be cultivated in us. And we'll start influencing from, um, and this is why I really like the idea in recovery of um, uh, attraction rather than promotion. The idea that we share our experience, strength, and hope. And if someone, we don't sell recovery. We don't convince people they need to, you know, stop whatever it is they're doing. We share what we're doing. If that resonates with them, so be it. They can take whatever action they want to take with it. If they don't, that's totally up to them. That's not up to us to convince or sell or anything. That way we don't, you know, take the responsibility. We don't take the credit if they get sober, nor do we take the blame if they don't, you know. It's not that we didn't do a good enough job. We just share what happened with us. And if, if, they, if that's something that resonates with them, they want to do, they do. Uh, we just love them, in other words. 
So I like that idea of attraction. And yeah. I think that with this cultivating virtue, it's the same way that we start seeing our family influence. We start seeing, uh, you know, our community, our country, and so forth. And the way we do that, it's interesting. The, the third translation said, um, at the, the last part, we observe every aspect of that for what it does, that we look at it. And the way that we know, let me cut the bottom of that one off. Um, the way that we know is by, is by observing and seeing. But, you know, we, like we talked about looking, I mean, I've been blind to this for so many, was blind to this for so many years that there was no way for me to look and see virtue because I had, I had my, I mean, there was no spiritual awakening at all. So it was impossible for me to, me to see this. So how could I even start walking in this, you know? What's really interesting is, you know, I think of like my family and I was not in recovery. I was had so many resentments and anger and used, used a lot of that to fuel my drinking. Whereas now that I'm practicing the Tao and Buddhism, I'm actually, it's something about observing the family for what it does. I'm actually realizing a lot of the things that they do do that are firmly, not purposely, you know, by any of their means, but I'm observing all the things that they do do that are in align with it versus looking at all the things that they don't do. Right. Very interesting. This is Mitchell says that if we let the Tao be present in our life, we will become genuine, <laughs> become genuine. All I want to be is authentic and Isn't genuine. It? Isn't it more that's what we all want is to be genuine, you know? Yes. Yes. And, and he says, the mark of a genuine person is straightforwardness. He has nothing to hide, nothing to defend. He's genuine. Nothing to hide, nothing to defend is how uh, Mitchell, in the second translation there, says that that means. And that really is what we want. And if we live that way, then it's starting to be seen in everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's so much less exhausting. <laughs> You know, for sure. It's like so much less exhausting to not be angry with people, not be resentful of people, just firmly, you know, stay in the present, stay in the, you know, in the, in the Tao than to create all these stories and feed the stories. It's <laughs> so much less exhausting. You know, um, just on a personal note, my husband is, is very, very needy. Uh, in my eyes, you know, of course. And since I listened to Rabbi Friedman, I'm thinking, well, it's really nice to be needed. Yeah. It feels really good to be needed. And it's kind of slowly changing my uh, opinion or judgment of Larry's neediness to feeling good about being needed. So it's it's kind of changing the dynamics. Bless you. <laughs> it wouldn't you ever have to sneeze and then it just won't happen that's what was yeah. happening for me sorry mm. yeah <laughs> yeah surrender surrender to the sneeze buddy <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> i was trying paul i really was trying to surrender i was trying really hard when you try and said don't work you just have to do <laughs> you can't force it yeah 
Anyways. Uh, letting the Tao, for me, that really goes back to what I just read about seeking a way to give, that I have to look for a way in that interaction that I'm wanting to control and do. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just saying. Instead yep. of you know, looking for a way to, to give, give him rather than yes. be angry that he's taking so much. It's less exhausting. <laughs> and I started looking at different situations in my life that uh, I've been a taker rather than a giver and bringing those to light, looking at them. Like this says, how do I know I look? Evaluating that. In recovery terms, I could even say, do a fourth step on that. Why do I have this anxiety about this particular person? Let me look at that and talk to someone about it and look at it and see what the issues are and then start surrendering those issues. So if we have a situation or a relationship in our life, we have to look at it. For me, it helps if I do that with another person because my ideas in my head totally change when I get them out on paper, and especially when I talk to someone else about them too. My my sponsor taught me that because I don't want to go talk to him about something. He said, no, nah, write it out, then come talk to me. I said, why don't I need to write it out? We can just talk. He said, no, no. He said, I want you to write it out. I said, okay. So I'd write it out, write out the situation, like uh, you know who it is, what they're doing, you know, like you're doing a four step. And every time I wrote it out like that, I saw parts of it that I didn't see when it was just up here rolling around in my head. Mm. And it really helped to identify things that the problem was always something different than what I thought it was in the beginning, because I never could really see, I wasn't able to look. I needed somebody, someone else to help me look. So that's getting easier, but I still do the same process. If I have something I can't figure out, I'm going to write it down. Then I go talk to my sponsor about it and say, hey, what what do you see in this? What am I missing here? And uh, I do that with, with my sponsees and friends in recovery. But that idea of looking instead of hiding. So let's look. Let's figure out a way to give. Seek a way to give. That's good. Was there anything in Wayne Dyer you wanted to talk about, Marla? Uh, it's a tiny chapter. It is. I wasn't impressed. I, I don't think he spent much time with Lao Tzu on this chapter myself. No. It's okay. We can skip it. It just, just the last paragraph is realize how much your life matters. Yeah. Why don't I mean, you read it? All right. Uh, Wayne Dwyer. Realize how much your life matters. It is said that when a butterfly flaps its wings, that energy flows thousands of miles away. Therefore, everything you think and do extends outward and multiplies. Live your life knowing that the difference you choose to make is toward wholeness, not destructiveness. Even if no one sees or acknowledges it, an act of unkindness contains energy that impacts our entire universe. And a silent blessing or thought of love towards others contains a vibration that will be felt throughout the cosmos. William Blake's vision expresses this idea. To see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wildflower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Be conscious of how very much you matter to all of creation. 
and the do. Do the Tao now. Dedicate a day to extending kind thoughts and acts towards your family, your community, your country, and the world. In your family, encourage someone who's struggling with low self-esteem. In your community, pick up litter and recycle it without judgment. In your country, spend a few moments in silent prayer, sending loving energy to those who are in positions of power, and do the same for the world, including any so-called enemies. So-called enemies. Hopefully you don't have any enemies. So-called enemies. You know, the important thing there for me is what we do matters. Who around me I can love matters. I can make a difference. And it starts with those people around me. Sure does. What? I just think about what's going on around me right now. Uh, I live on a, a street called Woodward, and Woodward, um, you know, I'm in car, car country, car city, and Woodward used to be the throughway from, you know, north to south Detroit, and so this is where all the cars would run. So for the last 25 years, we've had something called the Woodward Dream Cruise, where people who, who you know, are car aficionados drive up and down Woodward. And then there's people who sit in their lawn chairs on the side of Woodward watching all the cars go by. This goes on for a week, and it backs up traffic, and there's tons of um, there's some beautiful cars, and there's people from all over the world here. Um, but it's a big mess. And, uh, you know, I'm driving home last night for my yoga class, Zen, and it took me a half an hour to go two miles because I'm, you know, I have to be on the street to get home. And all I could think of was how mad I am, and I wanted to lay on my horn, and I wanted to shout out to the people, you know, like, get a life, go to the gym, you know, instead of sitting around. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Yeah, it's very <laughs> much like that. And, you know, so today we're having this Dow meeting, and I'm thinking, how can I be kind to all these people sitting on the side of the road? This is all they have. Give it to them. <laughs> okay. Open your heart to them, Marla. I'm trying. Fix them some lemonade and just stop and give them drinks on the while you. <laughs> I'll throw some water bottles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just small bottles, though, so it won't leave a big bruise. <laughs> well, those are the times they say, like when you're waiting in line at the grocery store, when you're waiting in traffic. Those are the times you're. I mean, it's it's great when everything's easy and everything's balanced, and you're after yoga and Zen. It's 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 really the time to put all these principles into practice when right. you're not Zen, when you're in, when you're waiting, when you're in traffic. You know, those are the opportunities to really test. I know real life situations. Real life, yeah. Real life situations. So I'm aware. I was very aware of how I wanted to lay on my horn, and I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I didn't shout out. Imagine the repercussions of what you get back when you give out that anger. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So I didn't. So, uh, and I got home safely. Yeah, which is, you know, a whole other issue. That's why I love my wife's adaptive cruise on her car. Because it slows down. And creeping traffic, you don't have to do a thing except just sit there. And it just creeps along with the cars. You don't have to touch a thing. 
It's wonderful. That is really nice. It really helped my patience with uh, with traffic. <laughs> just, you know, put on something good on the radio. And just... I was going to say, put on like a podcast or put the time to get used. So normally we leave town for this weekend because it's such a mess. Um, but I invited friends over who love cars, and we're going to join them. You're going to sit out in the chairs and watch the cars more? No, we'll going to be part of the problem. <laughs> we're going uh, to walk up and down and see all the fancy cars. You know. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. If you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. That's it, Lala. And we can't. I can't because I live in the middle of it. I have no choice. What's impossible anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so what, it, what my thing is, like, what am I in such a hurry to get home for? Like, there's, there's nothing I have to do. I was hungry because I don't eat before yoga. So I was hungry and lonely tired. Right. I was hungry and angry. <laughs> it's funny, though, you know, but that really is true. It's these little things that make all the difference in the world is learning how to be learning how to let let things just be and and have this virtue grow in our lives even in the little the smallest of things yeah it's easier to do in the big stuff yes, you, know, you can yes. see it you know oh this big but you know i don't see those little things till i'm in the middle of them i'm like oh shit i've done screwed this up you know and i didn't even realize it was happening i couldn't even see it till it had already happened you know well, also, if you know you're going to be in that situation, you know, like if you know you're going to be in traffic and waiting, yeah. you know it's that car week, you know, just to prepare yourself, to put yourself in the right mindset. We were talking about in one of my Buddhist meetings about, you know, not having anger towards people or not being annoyed with people. It's like, hey, if you're not in a position to, if you've gone through enough that day that you're, you're up to here, Put seeing that those people off for another day. You know, wait until you have that baseline energy to deal with it, yeah, or, prepare, or prepare yourself adequately. Like, you know. yeah. So I, I was not prepared last night because generally the cruise is not supposed to start until Saturday. Oh. So these people are not supposed to be on the road yet. Oh. So you know, being tested. Yeah. So, anyways. It, I'm joining them. You know, it's like this is the way it is for a couple more days. All right. Just so I can handle it. We, uh, my wife had surgery a couple of weeks ago, and she wanted to go back to work and wanted me to take her to work one morning, and I never have to ride in traffic anymore. And there's a town near where we live that everyone drives so aggressively in this town. It's unbelievable. It's different from other places. And it's not Atlanta. Uh, and people drive like there's a four lane going into town and everyone drives in the left lane instead of the right lane. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it really, and everyone knows here, if you see a tag from that County that they, you know, that they're not going to drive the way people are supposed to drive, you know, as we think, you know, and I was taking her to work and somebody cut in front of me and I just got a, got my old aggressiveness back. Right. And she was like, slow down, slow down, dude. You know, she was like, and I, and I dropped her off for work. And I was like, oh, I screwed up. And I said, well, I'll do better tomorrow. I'm going to try again tomorrow because I know I'll have to take her tomorrow again. You can have now compassion 
for what she has to go through. Said, okay, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm going to be okay tomorrow. I'm going to try again and do better. <laughs> so that next day she says, I feel better. I'm going to drive. I said, no, I want to take you because I want <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm I'm <laughs> you know, isn't awareness just the key to everything? Just being aware. It really, it really is. Even <laughs> after the fact, even after the fact, like, yeah, you felt that way in the moment, buddy. But, you know, as well, as long as like after the fact, you have time to reflect and say, I'll do better next time. You know, that's, uh, that's progress for sure. Because <laughs> this thing is a process, you know, it doesn't say we would be genuine. It says we would become genuine. <laughs> Thank God it's become not, you know, because that's what happens. You know, that's exactly what happens. It's, it's this process of waking up and letting go. Good I'm stuff, glad, ladies. I'm glad to be a part of it, you know. Me too. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Part of the process. Is everyone good? Any closing thoughts? Don't drive angry. Really good today. <laughs> Don't drive angry. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have a good week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.